Greetings, ministers. Welcome back to Her Dark Ministrations. With the party split between vastly different levels of the Spire, there is still work for them to do before they can take on their next mission. Eclipse and Joseph must venture out into the city to find an answer for Eclipse's new notoriety, while Zyrell and Arsene must survive their volatile plan to use another knight as a scapegoat. Let's pick up right where we left off. You walk out the street and... <laughs> Well, there's a mob now. Oh, yeah, there's a mob. Zyrell, you come out of Dock End and you see a group of about 30 or 40 people rapidly growing and uh, approaching the stuffed quiver with violence on their mind. A couple of the quiver's knights look very confused, but they start showing up out of all of the other fights and shit that they've been doing. Uh, you see at least ten of them headed that way, but you can see that they're not going to make it to the actual bar in time. Well, fuck that. I knew he worked fast, but really, this is excessive. I'm gonna follow behind. Okay. Um, Arsene, what are you doing? Just, like, leading the crowd in chance. Burn it down! Justice for the docks! Justice for the docks! And then, like, um, what's the guy's name again? Escaro. So here's the thing, is that you never mentioned his name in all of your other rambling, so although they 100% believe that the stuffed quiver was responsible, they don't have anyone in particular that they're aiming at, and they're just going to, like, fight the entire bar. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's one way to do it. Shit! We kind of need one person, though, don't we? Yeah, you gotta scapegoat somebody. We need a dude. Can I not just, like, sneak that into the chance? Like, get Exuro? I'm gonna make you roll Deceive and Crime. Because <laughs> we are now into crime territory. Yes, I still roll three dice, Mara. Another ten. Ten, 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 ten. Yeah, absolutely. His name is being cha chanted all throughout the crowd at this point. Zyrell, you see one of the ten or so uh, knights that are were approaching the bar starts to back up. <laughs> I'm gonna just like, well, it's ten knights. Do I? Um, yeah, fuck this guy. I'm just going to loom behind him so he backs into my chest. Just be like, where the fuck do you think you're going, bitch? Uh, Escrow turns around. He's done the thing where he's looking you up and down, but he fixes on the eyes and your collarbones, doesn't look any higher, and throws a punch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and roll resist and low society. All right. Okay, that's two dice. Wait. Yes. Two dice. I don't have resist. Okay, that's an eight. Okay. Uh, he throws a punch, but it goes wild, and uh, you guys are in a fight now. A couple of the other knights from the Stuffed Quiver see. Most of them are continuing on towards the bar, but there are like three guys against you now. Hey, that's what Bring It On does. 
I was going to say, yeah, because you're outnumbered, the fight's going to be difficulty one, but you can use the dirty fighting ability to lower that difficulty. Yeah, bring it on. Let's make it absolutely everyone. Let's go then. Would you like to read the text of your abilities, please? Okay. So, dirty fighting, once when you inflict damage on an enemy, you can reduce their difficulty to zero until they get away from you and catch their breath. Uh, bring it on is any weapon you carry, including your bare hands, that does not possess the ranged tag gains the spread D3 tag. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah, which means you can potentially inflict damage on all three of them, thus reducing all of their difficulty to zero. So that's going to be a fight and crime or low society. I think we're well into both of those domains. I have both, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I figured. Let's just do low society. Roll me that fight check. Fight. That's a nine. Damn. Okay. So roll a d3 of damage, and so one guy is going to take the all of the damage, and the other two are going to take half of it. That's what the spread tag means. Okay. Okay. So it's only a two. Okay, so I, I assume Escrow's going to take the main damage? Oh, yeah. Okay, and his buddies are just going to take one. Uh, but that does mean everybody gets hit by dirty fighting. So describe what this looks like. So, I think Zyrel's gonna get him into a chokehold and then just rip off one of his pauldrons and just fling it so it bounces off of one guy's face and hits the other. I love that. Uh, okay, before we resolve this, you did roll two dice, right? Uh, for what? For the check that you just did? Three, because that's... Because it was difficult? Oh. No, I did not roll two. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and re-roll that. Okay. To hit him before you can reduce the difficulty. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, it's it's a seven. Okay, so you still succeed, so the, the stress is going to stay the same. You just are also going to take a d4 of stress. Uh, three. You're going to take three... I think this is going to be shadow stress. I'm going to be mean to you. Rude. The, somebody shouts, and so they don't, they're not gonna hit you, but they are gonna shout for help. <laughs> Fuck, they're over here too! And uh, a couple of other knights look over and see that their buddies are already wrapped up and also head in your direction. So now the knights are pretty evenly split. Five are headed towards the bar, and five are headed towards Zyrell. You do not yet suffer fallout. Okay. Okay, so you do still hit them, so go, uh, finish describing your attack. I mean, that was the attack. I get uh, Escaro in a chokehold, rip off his pauldron, and Captain America shield bounce the other two guys in the face. Yeah, I do love that. Okay, um, Escaro is going to try and kind of like elbow you, uh, elbow into your gut. Uh, go ahead and make a just resist and low society check. Okay. This is still going to be difficult because there's three of them. You're gonna. It's going to be easier to hit them, but it's still going to be harder to resist their attacks. Okay. So just one dice. That's only a five. Okay. So you're going to take a 
d6 of stress as all of them hit you. Four. This is just going to be blood stress, so you are going to body all of that. Yep. And there's no good way to get arson in my direction. <laughs> and nope, because he's busy leading a mob. Yeah. Okay, so... You take four blood stress. Not only does Escaro hit you in the gut and your diaphragm automatically clenches, you lose some of your air, but t- the other two guys start hitting you in the back as well. One guy jabs into your kidney, uh, and there's that unavoidable bolt of pain that runs through your whole body. Uh, your grip is a little bit loosened, but you've still got hold of Escaro. What are you going to do? If it was D&D, I, ask if, I would ask if I could have a free action to see if I could draw some of the attention in the back of the mob. Oh, no. Well, I mean, that's your action. You can do that. Yeah, that's an action. I'll do that. It's compel and low society. Fighting five guys on my own, you know, I'm good. I'm not that good. You're also not wearing armor, which sucks for you. I don't have armor, so... Or a weapon. Yeah. It's great. You chose to do that. I did. <laughs> it's a ten. Hey! <laughs> so what do you shout to draw the attention of the crowd? Well, I mean, the easiest thing would be, he's not in there, he's right here, and just kind of hoist him a little. Like, do the do the wrestler move and just draw him over my shoulders. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and slam him to the ground while you're at it. Roll a fight and low society check. It's fun. <laughs> Fucking wrestling. Hell yeah! This is what I do when I don't have my lance. Uh, so is- because of dirty fighting, it's still a- is it still difficult, or...? No, dirty fighting has gotten rid of their difficulty. Okay, cool. And spread is still in effect. Sure, yeah. Okay, that's a seven. Okay, so you succeed, so go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Haha, ha, three. Nice. Uh, and everybody else takes... I'm still going to round down, so they're going to take one still. I'm just going to yeet him into his bros. Well, actually... Oh, yeah, I love that. Hold on. I'm going to hold on to one arm so I can still have a grip on him and just swing him like a club. Just frisbee him around? Yeah. Seems fine. Uh, yeah, that totally happens. And you can feel his arm dislocate as you're swinging him just from the centrifugal force. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Uh, but he is wearing armor, so he's got a little bit of a buffer. But you, with your 10, you attract the attention of probably 20 or so crowd members. And Arsene, you definitely see that this is happening, but you can't really leave the mob unless you want it to dissolve. So what are you doing right now? Can I see that that's... Um uh, you don't know what he looks like. Oh, that's true. Zyrell's just frisbeeing him around. Zyrell is busy fighting some people. That's about all you know about the situation. Shit. Oh boy, I don't know what to do. Yeah, because he probably couldn't hear Zyrell over the... Yeah, over the mob shouting. You basically have two options. You could try and go towards Zyrell and hope Zyrell's got the right guy, or you can burn down this bar. Well, when you put it that way, we need a scapegoat! Uh, That was the whole point! (laughs) I'm feeling like trusting my my partner, so 
I'm gonna say, she's got him, she's got Escuro, and like direct the mob at the quiver guys. Yeah, absolutely. I'll roll one more compel check for me, and this is gonna be compel and crime again. Compel and crime. Compel and crime. We're gonna do crime. I got another 10. <laughs> oh my god. The mob flawlessly redirects. You have the knights of the stuffed quiver completely surrounded at this point. Things are not looking good. Uh, at least two of them break and run because there's like 40 guys and there's only 10 of them. Um, Zywell, go ahead and make another resist and low society check. Okay, still difficult? Still difficult. Actually, I want to make it more difficult because more guys are here. Shit, okay. So if I don't get a 10, I fail. Yeah. Fuck me. I know. It's a three. Oof, okay. Oh no. Okay, uh, D6 of stress. Five. All right, let's see if I can inflict some fallout on this mini mission. Come on, guys. Three. Okay, yeah, it's fine. I'm not even going to put that on the sheet because you're going to take five stress and then you're immediately going to remove five stress as you suffer a moderate blood fallout. Ouch. Let's see. I think a broken arm makes the most sense. It does. Your arm breaks under the strain and splintered bone juts up through your skin. You can't use the arm until it heals, which will take a month or so or require powerful healing magic. Luckily, you guys have the doctor move, so you can just go get patched up by the dame. But for now, what happens is that the guys see you flinging your friend around like a frisbee. And one of their response to that is just to cut, like, slam their sword down into your arms. Um, You are forced to let go of Escaro as a sword, like, cuts through most of the flesh and bone just above your elbow. Yeah. The guy scrambles away from you, but certainly he can't get away because you have him surrounded, and the other knights are looking really squirrely. Uh, the quivers or the mob? The quivers. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna leave Oscar out of mob mercy now and just say, he's the reason all these lockdowns are here. Roll a deceive and low society check. This is not difficult. The mob is almost believing it anyway. That's your guy. Okay, that's an eight. Hell yeah. Not only does the mob turn on Escaro, but the quivers believe it too. <laughs> and so they back up and they all kind of like look at him in disgust. And he's like, wait, no. Wait, guys, she's a fucking eye. She's lying. Uh, And then he gets torn apart by the mob. Hell yes. Uh, Zyrell, you can back away easily. No one is really interested in you. And it's probably better you're not seen right now. Yeah, let's just... I'm just going to slink back to the eyes and trust that uh, Arsene will follow. (laughs) Once he's done having his, you know, glory moment. Yeah, I mean, like, they're going to get the guy... Yeah, Arsene, you look around and you see that, like, a bunch of um, owners are here. You don't see the Duke, but I don't know if you would recognize her even if you did, so. No, the only thing, there still needs to be some kind of, like, proof. I mean, there's not, there's not going to be much left at this point. That's true. Does he get the sense that, like, the way that mob justice is done around here is that, like, this will be considered good enough. 
Yeah, there's not much worse they can do to him at this point. And this is bad business for the Duke, too, so she wants to wrap the situation up as well. Yeah, the Duke is like wants to wrap this up as quickly as possible, but also isn't necessarily pro Aelfear. So she'll be happy to say, Oh, sorry, you can't interrogate the guy. He got torn apart by a mob. So sad. Sorry. Like, she will happily spit in the council's face while pretending to do what they want. So it all works out. It all works out. Malicious compliance. We love malicious compliance. In the face of colonizers. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, Arsene's gonna kind of like slink off into the crowd. Uh, so yeah, you guys can easily sneak back to the spider's eyes. Joseph and Eclipse, I'm going to say that you guys are at the safe house, and in the morning you find a, a little basket of eggs outside your door. Oh. What animal did these eggs come from? Some kind of bird. Okay, bird eggs. I, I, I love bird eggs. Can I see if I know? Uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to know what kind of animal these came from, it's going to be investigate and low society. Which one of us do you think went to the door to check the perimeter and found the eggs? Not me. Okay. Well, in that case, I think Joseph, in rare form, was just immediately like, oh. Well, I love bird eggs, and picked them up and walked back inside without thinking about it, and is now presenting them proudly to you. What are those? They look to be peacock eggs. Can I roll this point? Yes, uh, yeah, please do. Investigate in what? Low society. Hmm. Very low society eggs, I suppose. I mean, knowing agriculture is hardly going to be high society, you must admit. You're in the garden district. If you wanted it to be academia, I would allow it. That implies that I would not eat them regularly. They're not like a delicacy. Do you only consume delicacies? Is that what's going on here? Do you not have staple foods? Let me think about this. They don't immediately stand out to you as something unusual in that they would be expensive like you haven't seen them for sale in the silver quarter or anything okay fair enough i rolled a seven on my one die so okay so you do succeed uh i'm gonna give you a d4 of stress oh god i guess it's gotta be mind stress (laughs) blood stress you're allergic i'm traumatized by memories of these eggs apparently take three stress to mind i have two free slots so i have one stress in mind. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to roll for Fallout, even though it's unlikely. I could roll a one. I rolled a three. You're fine. Uh, okay, so you know that these are crow eggs. They have a... Um, do I know what crow eggs look like in real life? No, but in Spire, crow eggs are about the same size as chicken eggs, a little bit bigger, and uh, they have a slight iridescence to the shell. Do we have bigger crows in Spire, then? This is very important. So, there is a species of crow called Mega Corvidae uh, that are large enough to ride, and people use them as messenger birds. There's a whole cult devoted to their care and raising. Um, but they're more of, they're more gliders than they are actual, like, flyers. 
And these certainly aren't megacorvidae eggs. Anyway, yes, these are crow eggs. There are four of them in the basket, which is a small, like, wicker basket. Joseph, those are not peacock eggs. They're crow eggs. And what does that mean? Oh, um, well, I think it means they're delicious. Um, I think you can eat both of them just as well. Who left them there? Um... And Joseph is going to go a little stiff and say, uh, you know, I, I hadn't thought of that. Well, what the fuck do you think it means? Do you think it means someone knows we're here? Um, no. Well, they were right on the doorstep. They don't necessarily know who is here. Maybe they're na- well. There's not many neighbors around here. I don't think. I- I'm not sure what it means, but um, maybe we should have more people back here to guard. Eclipse is like now, kind of like rocking in the corner, like with a panicked look on her face. Oh come on! If they meant us harm, they wouldn't leave us eggs. Someone's trying to lure us out. Someone knows we're here. They want us to to search for who left it here. They- you guys do know that someone knows you're here. Somniel came to this house to get Mehmet. Maybe it was maybe it was Somniel. Maybe maybe they're coming back. Maybe uh, it is. It is not their prerogative to leave gifts. I, the limited time I've known them, they want a mission. They want us to go out. I can't leave. I can't leave this place. I think this is much more likely. Well, I was going to say maybe Arsene or Zyrell came back and just dropped food off, but uh, I don't know. What if it's that doctor? What if she? What if she sold us out? What if she? What if somebody knows? What if somebody's trying to? Well, I don't want to immediately jump to the conclusion that it's an enemy because they wouldn't leave us eggs; they'd leave us solar paladins. So. Maybe we should gather the group, and um, we can leave through the back alley and gather the group and decide whether or not it's still safe here. Or we can go out and meet the neighbors. And by we, I mean I. (laughs) How would we gather the group at this point? Well... I don't think Zyra wants to see me. Are we even still doing missions together? I maybe I misunderstood earlier. I'm not the best with these social situations, but we completed a mission. It wasn't on the best of terms, but from my experience, you know when you're getting demoted. They don't leave you around. So I assume... What do they do? Do they kill you? Sometimes, yes. Ooh, they call it burning someone. Maybe they're trying to lure us out so they can burn us. They're not going to burn us. If they were, it would have happened at the end of the job. Or maybe immediately after. Not... How long has it been? About... Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, about a week. About a week. Not... A week later, when we could have run and found somewhere to hide well, right? 
It doesn't take that long to decide a group is burnt. I'm going to choose to believe right now we're not burnt. I don't feel safe here. We need to go somewhere else, Joseph. All right. Follow me and um, recommend bringing a rag. <laughs> Excuse me? Joseph uh, walks around to the, the back of the house with a rag. Important note, do you guys take the eggs with you? Oh, God, you said it's important. I feel like Joseph absolutely would, but now I'm very sad about this truth. Eclipse is going to gather up her, you know, hooded cloak, or whatever she's been using to disguise herself and throw... Actually, I think she's still wearing her veil, like, around Joseph. Like, she takes it off to sleep, but she, like, turns her face towards the corner of the room. Like, she... It's still actively avoiding, like, him seeing her face completely revealed. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, she's she's still got, like, a veil on, basically, but she throws a, like, heavier cloak coat over so that it's, like, she's really obscured. Mm-hmm. Completely obscured. And she's gonna follow him out curiously, cautiously. You guys make your way around the corner to the strange bleeding trees that hide a hole to the vermicillion. Wait, it goes to the ivory quarter. Ivory row, yes. This tunnel exits in the graveyard of small gods. So it does not go anywhere. It's not using vermicillion magic. It is just a portal. Well, it is. Uh, and there are side tunnels, but you guys haven't explored them mostly because they don't have clear exits. Cool, cool, cool. Just wanted to make sure there was a possibility of being run over by a train one day. Not necessarily today. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Alright. I wonder if Eclipse knows about the Vermissian. I mean, you've heard of the Vermissian. It's hard not to. It was an enormous project. You might not have ever been in before. Okay, so it's like Boston's big dig. Like, everyone knows about it, and everyone gossips about it, and nothing actually. Oh yeah, for sure. It's specifically like Boston's big dig if you live outside of Boston, because otherwise you have used it. Probably accurate. That said, approaching this bleeding hole in reality, uh, like a man who's stepped through bleeding holes in reality precisely three times before in his life, he covers his face with a rag and walks through the oily sheen of the portal. Oh, okay. Now I understand the purpose of the rag. So, (laughs) Eclipse steps through, not worrying about it because she has a hood on. Yep, and a veil. Um, You make your way through the short tunnel. It's hard to tell exactly how long it is uh, because it's quite dark in here. You can kind of barely make out the walls. And Joseph, as you take the rag away from your face and kind of rub the edges that have gotten a little bit of oil on them, you look down into the basket and you see the eggs are glowing a little bit in a in a very strange pattern not the entire egg but each one has like a splotch of something that faint iridescent sheen is forming symbols and you realize after a moment that they're letters but they're backwards like something is written on the inside of the shell oh god Thank fuck that I didn't boil these. Okay. Um. I haven't seen this kind of dead drop before. There's letters on the inside of the shell. Maybe backwards on the outside? I'm not sure. 
I'm torn right now whether or not to get out a notepad and write down the backwards letters and try and read them forward on a piece of paper, because it's very confusing to look at a ovular shape with backwards letters on it, um, or whether or not he should just crack the egg open and see if there's letters on the inside, because one of those things wastes your time, the other one possibly ruins the code forever. Um, so uh, I, I think Joseph passes an egg to Eclipse and says, here, take a look at this one, I'm going to take a look at this one, and starts writing things down. Okay. So we are now huddled in a graveyard. Uh, no, you're still in the Vermissian. Oh. You hear trains every once in a while. Yeah, there are some strange uh, clunk clunk noises from a distant tunnel. Joseph, can we do this when we get to the graveyard? Sure, just don't drop it. Eclipse tucks it away. As soon as you emerge, it's a small mausoleum that this door exits out of. And... Um, the eggs stop glowing. You look down, it just looks like a crow egg in your hand. Uh, okay, um, that raises farther questions. Do they only glow in the Vermissian? Is the language only readable in train hell? Or are we only able to see through the inside of the shell in the Vermissian? I don't want to crack them open, because uh, some of this writing here is pretty small. We might lose some of it, but... In the interceding week, could I have acquired another galvanic lamp, as I want to do? If you want to roll for it. Sure. It's going to be dangerous, because you would have had to go out, even cloaked and veiled as you are, you are actively hunted by the Solar Guard. Well, could I ask, like... Joseph to have gone and gotten it from me? If Joseph wants to roll for it. I still think there's some danger involved here. How about you roll for me being in danger? Can Brendan roll for me receiving stress? No, that's not how that works. Okay, fine. Hold on one second. Do you want me to do this, Eclipse? Or... I mean, no. I won't do that. I will just say I wish we had a soul. I feel like we can light these up. Maybe... And you would see through them again. Yeah, I will say the light in the graveyard is quite dim because um, there are like magical lanterns um, looking a little bit Narnia-esque off in the distance outside of the graveyard itself on the streets. But uh, it's quite difficult to see in like the shadow of this mausoleum. All right. Okay. We'll go back to the Vermissian and we'll look. Straight on it. Okay. At this point, the rag is very oily. It was not really meant to go through um, multiple trips, and Joseph puts it over his face, but he still gets oil on it. Yeah, there's just a faint sheen of oil on your face. Okay, so as soon as you re-enter the Vermissian, uh, as soon as you get like just a couple of steps away from the entrance, the eggs begin to glow again. Joseph, look. Well, uh, yes, we we knew that this happened. The question becomes, do you have any paper with you? I've got a bit with me, but I only have the one pencil. I don't know. Do I have any? Joseph is a journalist, so of course he would have paper and pencil on him. But if you wanted to have stashed some in your pockets, you could roll for it. Like, you did visit the torch recently. You could have slipped. Well, you have at least that one piece of paper that you took. That was obviously a coded message. 
probably the only paper I would have. So yeah, I pull that out. And um, is there a blank side of it? Yes, there is. Cool. Then I start writing on there. I don't really want Joseph to see the other side of it if I can avoid it. But Joseph is distracted at this moment. Yeah, I don't think he's really paying attention. Um, I will say I'm not going to make you guys roll to write down some backwards letters and figure out what the words are. Um, so each egg has a single word written on the inside of it. One of them says dovecote. One of them says perch. And one of them says Thursday. And one of them says hours. Like just the word hours? Yes. Okay. Dovecote. Thursday. What was the second one? Perch. Perch. Dovecoat, perch, Thursday, hours. Okay. Helpful to know the order. I guess it's not a full sentence. We're not working with grammar here. Um, okay. So we have a day. Almost certainly. And you do mean H-O-U-R-S, right? Yes. I think there's one missing. Why do you think that? I feel like there was a fifth one that had a specific hour or hours, seven hours. I didn't see any on the ground out in front of the hideout. You guys can go look if you want. I guess we could go look. But either way, this is good news, I say, as we head back through, because this is from the Ministry so there's no reason to be worried. Off down a sign quarter, you see a series of flashing red lights, almost like uh, Morse code. But there's no uh, there's no noise that accompanies the lights, and nothing else appears to be in your way before you exit back into the garden district. Curious. All right, uh, that Joseph goes around to the front entrance to the hideaway and searches for eggs. You could roll uh, Investigate and Low Society to try and find some eggs. Alright, that's three for me. hope it's Easter. That is a three, a seven, and a ten. Nice. Okay. Um, with a ten, you determine that there are no other eggs here, but you do see a couple of tracks leading to and from the entrance to the murder house. That clearly, like, someone was recently here, and you can make out that they are very soft leather boots that have no hard soles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adult-sized. Adult-sized. Big shoe? Small shoe? Small adult-sized. Understood. Joseph makes a mental note of that information and says, I told you, it's four eggs. We're missing something with the code. All right, but let's get back out of here. Let's go back to Ivory Row. You still want to leave? Well, I don't want to hang out in this safe house any longer. Okay, fine, fine. We still don't know who sent these. We know they're a friend. We don't know that. How can you know that? Well, I guess... Given the information that we have, these weren't, weren't in any specific code at all. It was common language, right? 
Yeah, it was whatever the common tongue of Spire is, some weird trade language mix between the Elfier, the Drow, and human languages that you guys speak. Cool. Didn't actually know it was mixed like that. But listen, I, I admit this doesn't come with a silver pendant saying ministry's finest, but who else would leave these here? Someone who knows we were here already. I don't think it's... Which could be literally anybody at this point. Okay. Listen, I... At this point, Joseph is torn because he doesn't want Eclipse to just be completely paranoid for paranoia's sake and is trying to break down what he thinks is passing the point of rational fear. Fear that makes you good at your job. But he also doesn't want to get into an argument, so uh, listen, I think I think you're right. We should set up guard duty or something. I will say that Joseph and Eclipse certainly both know of of Perch, which is a district of Spire that hangs off the side of the city. Ooh, okay, okay. Thank you for that. It's much closer than the docks. Hold on, let me check my map. I believe it hangs off the side not far from the cathedral. So it's in Ivory Row, upper perches anyway. I swear one of these days I will read the source books and actually commit some of that information to memory. But in the meantime, thank you, kind and generous GM. Okay, so we've got a day, a location, and we know there's a certain hour that we're working off of. What day is it today? Today is Thursday. Oh, no. Okay, um, that probably just resonates with Joseph. Okay, it's in Perch. That narrows it down. Today, what was the last word besides hour? Dovecote, Perch, Thursday, Hours. Dovecote. Okay, um, well, we should probably head to Perch, then. I can't figure out Dovecote yet, but um, in case it is really, really short notice, uh, we can figure it out while we travel. If this is kind of a suburb of uh, Ivory Row, would I have been to Perch before and know <laughs> if... Probably not. It's not so much a suburb as an addendum. Um, Perch is literally outside of the spire, hanging off of the underside of the city by an extremely precarious series of ropes and chains. There are probably up to a thousand people that live here at any given point, but uh, it's not exactly high society. All right. Joseph, that seems like a very dangerous place to go right now. No guards, though. Joseph, that might be exactly the kind of place we need to go right now. <laughs> no, the city guard don't go there. There's, they're, um, by a, another wonderful legal loophole, their jurisdiction extends only to the walls of the spire and perches outside of them. Oh, I love that. Perch is also where the bound come from, and there is a particular worship of small gods and artistry that thrives in Perch. 
okay, look, I've never been there, but if the guards don't patrol it, at least maybe we can blend in. Yeah, watch your footing, you'll be fine. All right, let's um head through Ivory Row towards Perch. Yes, I am going to say it is dangerous for Eclipse to be out here, even concealed. So I'm going to make you guys roll Sneak and High Society. And because this is just a short jaunt across the spire, it is not necessarily going to be dangerous. But if you were to attempt a longer trip, it might start taking dice away from you guys. That's two for me, so let's not make it very long. This is actually quite a short trip. Okay, so um, I have high society. I do not have a sneak. I rolled two, and I received a nine and a ten. Nice. I received an eight and a five. Okay, so uh, a critical success from Joseph and a complete success from Eclipse is more than enough to get you guys out of the graveyard of small gods without anyone noticing. You head through the district of Little White Cross, which is a kind of human expat community, and drow are strange enough here that they give you a couple of looks, but mostly to try and entice you to buy whatever weird gadget they're attempting to make this week. Do we have to protect ourselves from the sun out here? Oh, yes. Okay, uh, good to know. Now, I will say there are a series of wandering and shifting windows that move of their own accord. Uh, Eclipse actually knows a group of artists who make great use of that fact. And you make it to Pulp Square, which is where the upper limits of Perch cling onto the city. There are mostly like rough holes that have been hewn in the into the metal and stone of the spire itself. There are a couple of very large chains that hook onto whole buildings surrounding the square and a bunch of rope ladders and such that lead out into a smoky mid-afternoon. What drow in perch do to try and protect themselves from the sun is light three truly enormous fires, one on each level of the district. And if you thought lighting a giant fire in a district made of rope and wood was a good idea, you'd be right. It kind of works. If you play it safe, you probably won't have to roll to protect yourself from sunlight, but it's still risky. And for that reason, Perch is a haven of several unmasked Aelfir as well. Joseph, um, how are we going to get down the ropes and chains? More specifically, how are you going to get down? Because I'm used to this sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to climb, same as you. All right. Don't expect me to catch you. Oh, hold on tight. I mean, I'll try, but no guarantees. Reassuring, as always. You guys emerge out from one of these holes, and immediately the smoke and the wind hits you. It's it, The smoke is enough to shelter you from the sunlight, but it trades off by being almost impossibly thick and clinging to your lungs. It smells of um, like that sharp chemical smell when you burn pressure treated wood and there is some other less pleasant scents thrown in there as well 
there are plenty of other people here, is the thing. As soon as you get out of the city itself and start making your way down, you can see little, like, birdhouse structures leaning up against the walls of the spire. There is um, one area where you see about 10 or so kids that are sitting on a small platform and one male drow is has like a piece of chalk and he's drawing letters on the side of the spire and having the kids repeat their alphabet and he's just using this open air classroom to try and teach what little he can to this ragtag group of children the district gets thicker and a little bit more precarious as you keep going down there are whole streets that are made up of roofs of other buildings and um alleyways most things are appear to be attached to a ladder or or rope of some kind but they're all leaning against each other and leaning against the spire and uh, there are a lot of um like struts of just wooden pillars that are propped up against the bottom of a building and they're propped against the top of another building and um despite all this it it appears to be a, a functional little neighborhood you see a couple of bars you see a couple of people walking by openly carrying weapons that would be illegal on the interior of spire but they just kind of give you a look and move on where do you go Sheriff, i have a hunch i'd love to hear it Dove coat might be a name of a bar. Well, that's always a good place to start, right? Name of a bar. I was thinking it could also be a coat maker. <laughs> but let's look for bars. Was that an attempt at humor? Uh, let's look for bars. Go ahead and make an investigation and low society check. Either of you can make it or one of you can help. Uh, I get three for that, so... I get nothing, so... But I'm willing to help. So roll four. Four coming up. Doing well today. A two, a seven, and then a nine and a nine. Okay, so a nine is a complete success. The Dovecote is a bar. The first person you stop as soon as you get to what might be considered an actual street and you uh, you just say dovecote and they like nod and turn and point uh, their whole hand out in a direction towards one of the edges of the district and you can make your way over there mostly on flat footing there are a couple of times where you have to clamber down a set of stairs that are made they're not stairs so much as they're like uneven protrusions from other buildings but out on the edge of town is what is clearly some kind of rookery. And there are birds flying in and out of upper windows and the lower door is wide open. There are, you can see a couple of people in there that are like eating uh, and one person standing in front of a small shelf selection of liquor. Oh god, this makes perfect sense, Joseph says, looking out, the birds flying everywhere. This is where they must have got the eggs. That's uh, actually a fairly decent theory. Ours, though. I don't know. Soul can't piece that part together. Might as well get a drink, I guess. Try to blend in. 
Sure. Maybe ours, and this Joseph is walking up to the bar, maybe ours was meant to convey not much time? I'm not certain. The bartender is uh, a surly-looking drow who is missing an ear, uh, his right ear, and two fingers from his right hand. Uh, you can see this as he's like pulling a couple of bottles out of a chest at his feet as as you come up. And he kind of like eyes you up and down and kind of says, not locals, are you? No, no, we aren't, sir. But I'm curious, what is good here? He looks at the bottles in his hand. He looks up at you. Got a homebrew. Just a couple of stead. Sounds good to me. How much for the two of those? He names a price. Uh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> I can't be bothered? I've got two of those left over in my wallet. Perfect. I'll, and I hand him one. I can't be bothered. Yeah, okay. So if you want, you can make a compel and low society check for me and try and see if you can get some information out of this guy. I've got low society, but I do not have compel. So that would be two dice for me. I do have compel. So I would have two dice as well. But let's see. He doesn't know my name, so I could roll a bastard to compel. I will say the more you interact with people, Eclipse, the more risky you're going to make things. Alright, I'm on a hot streak, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Right. I think Eclipse is really Eclipse is probably already headed to the corner and is very much pressed into a shadow. Yeah, absolutely. I think that makes sense. And I guess Joseph, the reporter, will stay at the bar and ask, so uh, how long have you been open here? I understand businesses come and go, but this looks like a, a brick and, well, a wooden mortar establishment. Go ahead and roll and we'll see if he's inclined to give you any information. Oh, God, I'm hot tonight. Seven and a nine. Nice. Okay. This never happens. Hey, it's your mini quests. You guys deserve a little success. Uh, use up all those good rolls. So the bartender kind of like eyes you as he opens the bottle and passes it to you. It's a very nondescript, unlabeled brown bottle. And you take a swig and it is some truly awful beer. Just, ugh. It, mm, very weak and very bitter. But he he looks he he looks like he's getting along with you, and he gives you a little bit more information. He also says, "Friend of mine was expecting some guests by later, but not for a couple of hours." Well, um, uh, good to hear that you're doing business here. I'm not the best at this, but I like your beer. Nobody likes my beer. Should I let my friend know that she's got guests? That sounds like a good idea. I can do that for you. He kind of claps you on the shoulder a little bit like, there, there, buddy. <laughs> and, and walks away from the bar. Eclipse eyes the bottle being proffered by Joseph and um, does not make any motion towards it. <laughs> this is really important you're gonna have to drink this i said i liked it um we've got a couple of hours but this is the place all right so where were you born i was 
born in the works, and he shakes the bottle again, trying to lift himself of this heavy burden. Oh, that, uh, yeah, this shakes up some sediment in the bottom. It's really unpleasant now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, sediment with beer? Yep. Oh, no. It's like kombucha. I was born in the works. Um, never knew my mother. Father was a drunk. We've done this before. Have we? Well, all right. Honestly, I can't stop thinking about... I feel like there's constantly people looking at me, and I'm going to be recognized. And just, I can't. It's... So much. Well, this is probably the best possible place for you to be recognized right now, because no one here has any incentive to report on you. All right. Except for the big fat bounty they're offering on your head. No one here has any means to report you on short notice. I mean, you saw how long it took for me to climb down those chains. Imagine how long it takes people to climb up them to get to the nearest paladins. Or city guard. A gust of wind comes by and the whole building creaks and sways a little bit. Emboldened with a new idea, Joseph puts the beer down on the ground, because I imagine there's no tables where they're standing currently in the corner, hoping that the next swing will knock it over. (laughs) <laughs> all right um i guess we will stand here awkwardly until our host meets us you guys stand in awkward silence for uh a, a couple more minutes and then the bartender comes back and like gives a significant look at joseph and jerks his head towards the back room all right joseph um follows along to the back room Eclipse will follow. So the back room is slightly like off kilter from the rest of the bar, so you can't really see it. You see that there are a couple of crates and barrels, but it's mostly empty. Most of this floor of this room is taken up by a large hatch that is currently open and leads with a rope ladder down into another building that is held onto the bottom of the dovecote just with a network of ropes. Okay, this doesn't look sketchy at all, but um, you know what? I guess we're going for it because it feels a little too late to go back. Uh, It can't be worse than that first climb down the chains. Joseph is going to step down into the lower room, like one foot, and sort of put some weight on it before stepping fully down the ladder. The ladder creaks a little bit, like the ropes sway, but seem sturdy under your weight. Like, they're good ropes. Gotta love ropes. Gotta love good, good, sturdy ropes. Wish they could have sprung for chains, but failing that, ropes almost as good. Let's go. Here we are. It's a very short, it's like five foot uh, ladder, and then you are inside the basement, sort of, of the dovecote. And uh, immediately the smell of some large animal hits you. 
And you look around and you see that most of this room, which is also probably only about 10 feet square, is taken up by a nest that is entire like tree branches and feathers that are as long as your arm. And uh, perched in this nest is what is undoubtedly one of the megacorvids, a huge black crow with beady eyes and a sharp beak about three feet long is watching you as you come in. And it's only after you notice this enormous crow that you turn and see in the corner of the room, seated at a little folding wooden table and a single chair, is a drow woman with an eye patch over her left eye and what looks like black vitiligo over half of her face. Do either of us recognize this drow? Joseph, go ahead and make a a resist and religion check for me. That's just gonna be one. See if your hot streak continues. See if we can keep it up. Oh god, we're gonna kill it. We're gonna kill it now that we've acknowledged it. Oh, that's a one. That is, that is... (laughs) Firmly dead. Oh, you're not dead. I'm sorry, Joseph. The rules do say you're gonna take a D8 of mind stress. Oh, no. Um, You're also taking double stress because you rolled a one. Mm, double on a d8. Nice, cool. I rolled a four, so you're taking eight mind stress. Cool. But that's the only stress that you had at all. Um, and I just have to roll under an eight, and I will give you severe fallout. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say, even though I failed, I do re- recognize this person, but in a very bad way. Uh, I rolled a nine, which means you do not suffer fallout. (gasps) What this means is that you have a very narrow window in which you can try and do a refresh or two to bring down that eight mind stress that you currently possess. All right, guys, I'm just going to pause here and publish a story. As you come down into the room, you, like, land uh, on the floor and straighten up and you see the the crow and Eclipse lands beside you and then you see the drow. And all of a sudden, there is a, a noise in your head that's almost music but isn't and it's drowning out everything. It's scouring everything and you fall to your knees, clutching the sides of your head and you remember things You remember so many things. You remember everything that the ministry made you forget when they demoted you from a magister to a minister. You remember so many faces and ministers that you worked with and places that you went that were secret to the ministry. And you've worked with this drow before. She's another magister named Sebastian. And, um... You know that her job is to deal with rogue ministers. Mm. Uh, Eclipse, you see uh, Joseph just fall to his knees and start bleeding out of his ears. Well, um, care to make an introduction? (laughs) 
Her Dark Ministrations is a game of Spire, The City Must Fall, by Rowan, Rook, and Deckard. Zyrell the Deathless was played by Bridget Lydon. Eclipse Awakening Twilight Symphony was played by Brendan Zebarth. Joseph Moses Hurst was played by Nicholas Wolfslagel. Arsene Lightsbane was played by Jamie Moffa. They can be found on Twitter at Plain English Sci and on their podcast in Plain English. Music and sound effects for the show are courtesy of Tabletop Audio. These and many more tracks can be found at tabletopaudio.com. I have been your host and game master, Mara Lydon. You can find me on the official Discord for Her Dark Ministrations by following the link in our episode description, or on our website, www.herdarkministrations.com. For deleted scenes, character sheets, and other great bonus content, find us on Patreon by searching for Her Dark Ministrations. For other great RPG content, visit our friends at Snyder's Return. Snyder's Return is a tabletop roleplay interview and actual play podcast. We chat with content creators from both mainstream and indie publishers, and we release actual play episodes of systems like our City of Mist game, Meddlers, Monsters and Mabin, and more games coming in the future. We also have a TTRPG review show on YouTube, Fly Like a D6. Come and check us out. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder, Instagram, Snyder's underscore return. You can find us on YouTube at Snyder's Return, Discord, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, ministers, remember the city must fall.